Welcome to That's Deep with Eden and Jess. This episode, we talked with Kate and Rob Poole of Before Dawn. They also do a number of other things outside of playing music. Um, but right away, we should probably promo their upcoming show, mm-hmm. um, which is on February, Saturday, February 11th at Vaudette in Kakana, Wisconsin. It's called the Heartbreakers Ball. Doors open at seven, show starts at eight, and it's going to be a fun, fun, dancey time, um, kind of a play on the theme of Valentine's Day with a little bit of, of uh, anti-Valentine's in there, which they talk about in the episode. So, yeah. A fun, dancey time. Fun, dancey time. What does that mean? Um, what do you imagine it might mean? Um, do you I like think it's answer? open for interpretation. I don't even know. I don't know anything about you. Mm-hmm. I've been known to cut a rug from time to time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like um, with a sister. <laughs> Where is the venue? What is the venue? Yeah, so it's Vaudette in Kakana, Wisconsin. Yeah. Is that, what and, is that? Do we know? Uh, it's a, well, it's a music venue. Okay. Uh, so they, yeah. So they, I think they're fairly new, um, which is awesome. Uh, just people that care about music, people that care about bringing in uh, local talent to, um, you know, showcase what, we have here in the valley, which is very, very talented artists, musicians, all this kind of thing. So, yeah, I'm excited. I, I'm planning on being there. If folks are into like a fun, dancey time, they can still chill and observe and appreciate. Yeah, I mean, it is a bar. It is 21 and up. Um, so, yeah, you can absolutely come and enjoy. Just hanging out, drinks, connect with people. Yeah. I think that'll be that'll be great. Um, so Kate and Rob, mm-hmm. this was a really fun episode. Mm-hmm. Um, as I was looking at it, it it brought up a lot of stuff. Um, they talked about their dynamic as collaborators. They, you know, of course, talked about how they met because they are, um, uh, they are married and uh, they talked about the resourcefulness and creativity, how they're able to, uh, to use what they have to make great art. So I, I mean, those were some of the takeaways for me. Yeah. They talked about dynamic and they showed us dynamic. It felt like an inside, mm-hmm. look, an inside authentic look at how they create, how they communicate, mm-hmm. how they interact, yeah. um, which was, which was great. Um, I laughed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Laughed with them. Yeah. Um, they tell good stories and have good energy. Mm-hmm. And there's for sure the fun um, aspect to it. They talked a lot about improv uh, and I learned about improv and 
reasons why mm-hmm. and the benefit of doing it and how to communicate better as part of that. Uh, that's a key learning or takeaway for me. Um, yeah, they talked about improv as a tool. Yeah. Right. Not just as like, um, as, you know, as a way to, as a way to have fun, but it, it really is a tool for kind of getting in sync with the people that you're improving with. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, yeah, I could definitely tell in that moment when they started talking about it in that way that you were more on board with, it seemed. The practice of it, yeah. the reasons to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think previously it had been something that felt forced. Yeah. Let's all play this game and we'll each say a word. Mm-hmm. But for what? Mm-hmm. For why? Yeah. What's the purpose? Mm-hmm. Um, can't we just have a conversation? Can't we, can't we mm-hmm. just each talk about a particular topic and have a conversation? Is that improv? Yeah. Um, it's just kind of a different way to a different way to have a conversation right and a and and a little bit more definitely a more uncomfortable way for a lot of people um to to explore relationship dynamics hmm. yeah communicating is difficult enough for me when i'm the person talking and trying to share mm-hmm. There's challenges there just to, yeah. And so now I have to try to figure out what everybody (laughs) else is saying and what they mean. Yeah. Uh, But I enjoyed it, even if it was uncomfortable and I didn't want to do it. You got me outside of my comfort zone and there was some growth and learning there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rob shared a bit about how he reflects with audiences and seeks feedback Mm -hmm. or what makes for a good audience and what makes for a difficult audience and how he uses that. Yeah. Maybe as motivation to perform Mm -hmm. where he gets energy from. um, And when the energy is not there, where he manifests it from Mm -hmm. super interesting and important for me to understand uh, when a creator takes the stage and, and what that dynamic looks like. Mm-hmm. And I thought there were some, some good conversation and some learnings for me, uh, yes. both good and bad and what that looks like and what that feels like and how he manifests that for himself mm-hmm. and gives himself the confidence to get through a show where the audience might not be fully engaged. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Kate talks about some helpful winter mental health Mm. tools. Um, So that was probably the most, that was probably the more like, um, like directive part of the show. I think like do these things during the winter, right? It wasn't a command necessarily, but like suggestions on things that you can do to help. Um, when you're in kind of that winter slump. Yes. And, ooh, 
playfulness and seriousness they talk about that they talk about the tension between what they present on stage right which feels very playful it feels very um theatrical um but the seriousness that goes into putting that on Mm -hmm. and kind of going back to the audience thing right like no matter who is in the audience or or how many people are there always playing as though you're playing to a stadium so that you keep that energy up Mm -hmm. um, no matter no matter what the what the venue looks like energy wise from an audience perspective. Yeah, I think they had just come off of a rehearsal and some of that energy was there and they were talking about it. Um, it was a good reminder though that it is the, the practice, they're professional mm-hmm. creators and performers. Yeah. They are serious about their craft. Yes. Um, yeah. it, and those it, are the people that you want to go see. You want to see people that are having fun on stage, but they're also technically very good. Yeah. And they care about what they're that's doing. That's it. Yeah. That's it. They care yeah. deeply about what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, they shared, you know, the release of a, of a live show is being able to put all of that practice and release it. Uh, so, so that's where they get the energy from for showtime is we've worked really hard at this and now let's do it. Yeah. Uh, that was a, a learning for me as well. Yes. Yeah, I think, uh, is there anything else that we want to talk about before we talk? T- I mean, we want to tell the whole show. It was awesome. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, it's the good connection and learnings and appreciate them coming on and sharing their stories with us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kate and Rob are awesome. And we hope that you enjoy listening to them and enjoy the show. Thanks. Thank you. Welcome to That's Deep with Eden and Jess. Today, we are going to be talking to Kate and Rob Poole of Before Dawn, and I'm sure that they have some interesting stories and an interesting story to tell. Um, Recently moved here, and Kate and I connected on uh, yoga stuff. Yoga stuff. And just general interest in music and film and all that kind of thing. So writing. Writing. Yes. Yes. So now I'm like, oh, there's so many things that we've talked about doing that we need to do still. I was thinking <laughs> that the other day. I was like, we need to have another one of those um, the salt room dates. Oh, yeah. <laughs> salt room. Yeah. Yeah, we should do that. Um, But... We are talking to both of you, and one of the first things that I want to talk about, because this is going to be, this episode is going to come out the first week of February, and I have like a huge, like a plan for February, (laughs) which is to do the first two weeks as like kind of love-ish themed, um, because we're, we have you guys, and we're talking to another couple the week after, and then the second two weeks being more like, um, uh, uh, Black History Month theme. So you guys are the love theme. I okay. hope that's okay. 
Yep. That's uh-huh. great. Yep. <laughs> so how did you meet? Talk about that. All right. Well, it was in college. Um, we were both in the theater department at the University of Central Florida. And I did not, she saw me first. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, so like I was, um, okay, so I remember seeing him and then meeting him, which were like two different events, right? Okay. So um, I don't even know where to start with this because like it comes with a lot. I am a queer woman. I was dating a woman when I saw him. And I was standing in line for like hummus or something in the student union. And I was just sitting there thinking about like how I'd probably never, ever date a man again. (laughs) (laughs) And then I like felt this presence pass behind me. And I looked, I was like, unless it's that guy. Like I literally felt that in my body. I was like, unless it's him. And, um, and then, so Rob says I was stalking him, but I just, <laughs> I was not, I was just happening to go to the same place he was going. Um, I must've gotten my hummus or whatever, walked out, saw him like, I think maybe walking his bike or something. Mm-hmm. And I had to go to the theater department because that's where my classes were, but he was also going there. So I was like, how, you know, I attached some sort of meaning to the fact that we were both going to the same place. <laughs> and so, and I just, I could tell that he was like a little bit older than me. And I thought maybe he was like, I don't know, like doing like some sort of work study with a professor or whatever, because we weren't in any of the same classes. Okay. Um, but then it just turned out he was like a senior in the theater department. And I was like a sophomore in the theater department. Oh, sure. So we just like never crossed paths before that. And then like, I don't know, three days later, we both ended up at the same party. And it was mm-hmm. like a theater department party. And we just like, talked all night we wrote a song about it we wrote a song about it <laughs> what, yeah. was, what song was that it's called um, the times we had oh nice and the first line is we met at a party in college <laughs> talked until the break of dawn blah 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 yeah it's cute keep going um, <laughs> <laughs> well the, the it's the next uh line is uh she she gave, she gave me, me a number. I called the next day. And we were laughing and carrying on. <laughs> and it keeps going. Very, going. very cheesy. Yeah. Um, we wrote it together. Yes. We wrote it together. We wrote it together, actually, to go on um, the wedding favor for, um, like, our wedding favor for our wedding. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. pretended. Um, is a CD of some music that we created and then some of like our mutual favorite songs and stuff like that. And so we like made it to be a piece on the favor that we gave to people. And to this day, some people will say, I just played your CD from your wedding. (laughs) Song is so cute. It's kind of a corny song, but fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's like humorous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Okay, so you're up until, because I saw, because I read of that on the EPK too, right? Like you're up until two, until six in the morning talking, like ha- at what point, like at, as you guys were um, like, obviously liked each other, when did you start to, like, when did you decide to collaborate on projects? Musically? Or, or project? Yeah, any, it could, that was sort of an evolution, wouldn't you say? Like, I'm trying to think. 
I don't think it was like a conscious decision immediately. We just kind of started doing it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We both have ideas. We're creative. He got me a job at the at the pizza place he worked at. Mm. So we were working the same job. And then after that, we both worked at the Orlando Science Together, Science Theater, Science Center. Science Center. We both worked at the Orlando Science Center together. Mm-hmm. As um, like science actors. So, so we, we would doing... act out shows about science. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Right. Like for kids, like yeah. field trips and stuff. Nice. And they're, so the brutal audiences. Give me a little snippet. <laughs> Give me a little snippet if you remember. Let me say, there was the one where I was the gumshoe, who was a, I don't remember any of the lines, but I was like a film noir ladybug cop. <laughs> <laughs> and she was, she was the mysterious mosquito. And she yes. had like a dress and a hat. And like I was the prime suspect in who had murdered Honey Bee. Who had m- murdered a Honey Bee, which was a big, mm. like stuffed Honey Bee that falls on the stage. Mm. But the thing is, is that honeybees, when they lose their stinger, they die. Of natural causes. Of natural causes. Oh, sure. So you, so you solved the case. Yeah. yeah it was eventually. not as nefarious as... Mm-hmm. No. She no, didn't no. kill anyone. Okay. No. That's good. We're happy to hear that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the kids were decent? I mean, they didn't want to be there. Some kids were... You know, it's a mixed bag. Right. Like, so. Elementary school is different than middle school. Mm. Um. Don't even get me started with, like, eighth graders yeah mm-hmm. they do not want to they did not want to be there they wanted to make fun of us most of mm-hmm. them um but that was that you know they were there's some of the toughest audiences when you're you know um after that it's a piece of cake to act or be on stage in front of grown-ups nice <laughs> cut your teeth with some middle schoolers if you want to just want nothing mm-hmm. more insecure and want nothing more you like three day. hours of shakespeare <laughs> in front of eight-year-olds <laughs> you will be hard as steel yeah no, we know that's the, that's interesting way to think mm-hmm. about it, though, right? Um, yeah. And true. Yeah. So this morning I was listening to a bunch of your music. I was looking up like, oh, what are they? Do they have some stuff on YouTube? And I know that you have at least two, if not more. Um, and you can talk about this. You have two music videos, mm-hmm. which are both super cool. Uh, but they're from a while back. Yeah, they are. Is that something that you want to get into doing again as more music videos? We actually started filming one. Oh, yay. That's going to take a year to film because it's all four seasons. Oh, sure. So we started filming in fall. fall. Yeah. And uh, it's for one of our new songs, but I'm very proud. I, I bought a broken like employee time clock. It's like the eBay. primary pl- it's like, crop. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I fixed it and I got it working and it, it makes this really cool sound. So I put two microphones on it and record it. And it's actually part of the song, part of like the backing track. Nice. Like the, the rhythm part. So that's another one of the things that I was that I found was where you guys have this what you call a recipe for destruction. <laughs> So you do talk a little bit about kind of the tinkering, the recycling, the so the name of it purposing of things. Well, the name of it is like Guns N' Roses' appetite for destruction. Okay. But I, the joke is, I built it into a recipe box. Right. So like it's the, recipe for destruction. Okay. <laughs> the enclosure for the electronics is a mm-hmm. recipe, a recipe box. box. I mean, it's, it's like the simplest oscillator. Um, you can 
put together. It's just an oscillator on a chip. It's called a 555. It's a timer. Mm -hmm. And it just pulses square waves. Dip, dip, dip. But if you turn it up and make it oscillate fast, mm -hmm. it's a square wave. So it's a synthesizer. Um, and then my brother-in-law had from like the 70s, this, it's called a top oct octave synthesizer. It's a microchip mm -hmm. that splits a square wave into 12 tones so that you can um, play notes on it. Hmm. It's for, it was used in old, like organs, old world. Okay, sure. um, so I put those two together and took the keyboard from an old Yamaha uh, synthesizer and made this goofy device. <laughs> I mean, I, it was, it was just fun to make things. Yeah. You know, you're Please. an engineer. I am like, my job is technically a um, consulting engineer. Yeah. Like my day job, yeah. but I did not go to school for any kind of engineering. I you have a BFA in theater. I have a BFA in theater. Look what yeah. you can do with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, because so. in theater, it's more it's more than just acting. You guys have probably built sets. You've probably oh yeah, yeah. I've done like I don't know what do you what is all involved in everything. Yeah, yeah everything. I mean, so I don't know. I feel like. One, we do love collaborating with other people, mm -hmm. but two, we also are, I would say like, that's one of our strengths is that we're incredibly resourceful, like, mm -hmm. and this speaks to like, you know, our process, both theater and film and video and music, like we both kind of get excited about making the most we can of what we have mm -hmm. and like um I don't know and that's kind of always been like the foundation of a lot of our creativity is working with what we have around us yeah what can I take from you know what I have in my immediate area and, and make something mm -hmm. functional and cool out of it and like, I mean, thrifting and I should have sent you and maybe I will after we have the um, the blog that I wrote about the making of our music videos, because like the proof video. Forget, I think I made that we made that for like seventy eight dollars and there's so, we made we stretched that so far, like mm -hmm. we literally built a set in our garage for the theater scenes. Okay. Um, and with a little proscenium curtains and yeah, and I I sewed all of those curtains from like sheets and stuff that I found at Goodwill. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know. And I we know how to like. I knew that if we just put up black sheets in the back, that it would just mask right. Like so, mm -hmm. the black sheets made it made the rest of the room sort of disappear. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That was, um, that was neat. I gave a talk on that at Dionysium on the making of that video. Mm -hmm. And like, when I was like, we made the whole thing for $78, like the whole room right. audibly gasped. Yeah. I think yeah. like the dress that I wore in it cost 30 of those dollars. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Sure. Yeah. But like the co the other costume, my, my tux was borrowed from my friend who's a costume designer. So, mm -hmm. so that's a like because 
you you see so often and I remember talking to somebody about this how like you know with film small budget films are like still sound like a lot of money to me right right yeah um so that I think that's really cool that you guys are able to like and willing to take the time to do what you need to do so that you can spend um maybe more of the money on than like recording equipment production that kind of thing I don't know I think still not so much yeah I don't know it's a it's um the things that we pull together and the pieces that we use are really just like a means to an end and if we think we're never like meh that's good enough we're like yes this works Mm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like I feel like just as people with like we're not going to cheap out for the sake of cheaping out. Sure. Prior to building the set in the um, garage, we had been like calling around to all the local theaters, all the little community theaters, trying to rent space to mm. film the end of the video. Right. Mm. We had filmed everything up to there. And then like, if you take a break in filming, you start getting into a dangerous area where you might not finish your project. Mm. So, right? Like this, your, hair, your hair grows. You to, like, <laughs> there's just like this certain momentum too, right? Yeah. Where you're like, sure. I don't know, I guess we can't finish it now. Um, but so after I couldn't get anything booked, like rented for an afternoon or a day or whatever, I was like, we're going to have to build this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, preposterous. <laughs> no, it's like, what, whatever. Like, you, you, you trust me. I know. Of course I trust you. Yeah. And that's, I knew we could do it and we did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, the project we're working on is finishing in our basement studio. Mm-hmm. That has been costing money, but it, it's looking good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited about it. We got the guitars all hanging on the wall right now. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But, like, the thing that ended up costing money wasn't, was like, oh, we noticed there's water in our basement. We oh, need to fix geez. this. And, and ultimately, it's cost us less than we thought it was going to have to. Ended up, mm. we needed to get our patio mud jacked. Right. So yeah. that, like all the water wasn't going towards the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We called some professional basement people and they were like, no problem. 25 grand. We'll dig up the outside and inside of your house. It'll be. We'll jack him the floor. You're yeah. just sawdust everywhere. Yeah. And then a friend of ours was like, no, you need to mud jack your patio. You're, you're, oh, you have right. negative drainage. That's why you have water in your basement. Yeah. Sure enough. 800 yeah. bucks later. Yeah. It's high and dry. Nice. So that was, I'm glad I got a lot of opinions. Yeah. 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 Talk about some of the challenges to collaborating. Like you, do you both have, how do you, do you both have a lot of ideas? Do you both have, do you, is one of you like, how would you describe your dynamic? I guess is probably the question. I would describe it. Sorry, I'm jumping in. No, go ahead. Go I know ahead. you're like, you talk. <laughs> you're like, you talk. You do all the <laughs> Oh, yeah. You get you have a perspective too. I do have a perspective, yeah. but I want so, to hear you say it right, first. So. Right. 
this is our dynamic um, right here. This is it. Yeah. It's happening as we speak. Right. Um, no, I I would say that our dynamic is like ever evolving and changing, right? Because mm-hmm. what it was when we first started making stuff, um, I wouldn't say it was like a conscious dynamic because you were asking like, how did you start working together? Well, we started working together, not with like the intention to be like, now we're collaborating. Mm. Like that pizza joint that I told you about that we both worked at for a while, when we'd get off work, this was in college, like they'd let us take home whatever pizzas had been like burnt or whatever. Mm. So we'd take home. Yeah. 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 Take home burnt (laughs) pizza, get a bottle of rum, and we'd just like jam on guitars or watch mystery science theater. Like those were like yes. our two activities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's how we started playing music together was just like, it was not like an intentional thing. Like oh, now, okay, sure. right. So, um, but so that's why I would say like our dynamic has really changed because I think now we're like, a, after what, 20 years in here, we're a little bit more conscious of like having a dynamic mm-hmm. and like that there is um, a benefit to having like a workflow. Mm-hmm. Um, of certain things um, I would say like our first album it was very much me writing lyrics giving them to Rob him writing songs with my lyrics okay um, mm-hmm. uh, then on um, like a second full length it was you and I like sitting there writing lyrics together trying to finish the album right like is used to having pieces of stuff and then getting together to like finish that's hard um finishing an album is hard yeah mm-hmm. yeah like yeah because it's you know you think about it from a high level you're like 13 songs no problem but when it gets down to we need to finish this thing like right, we because self-produce had- too so mm-hmm. i think there's a lot of challenge in self-producing and that you're like yeah we can get to it later and it's pretty easy to yeah. start 13 songs mm-hmm. but to finish 13 songs is like Mm-hmm. a whole other exercise mm-hmm. right because you'll be like three quarters the way through with one song like just have an idea for the other one have a melody have a you know like just little pieces of it so like you know having some sort of um spreadsheet on where that's what we ended up having to do with that last full length was just be like all right what because it's just a lot to keep in your head and we generally agree like that's good. Yeah. Yeah. We generally have like the uh, the same vision. It's not always, sure. we're not always perfectly in sync. We're two different people with different ideas, but we have, you know, once we set our mind or sights on something, we agree on it. Mm-hmm. We know what we're going like, to create. Particularly, I would say, especially with like mixing and mastering, mm-hmm. we'll both, when we're listening to our mixes and stuff, at the same time, be like, this is the, Mm. Okay. So it's sonically, we're definitely like, um, know when something feels done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when we're rehearsing, practicing for shows can be stressful sometimes. I would say that's mm-hmm. cool. What would you say, like, in our workflow? Sorry, I'm asking questions. Now. Go ahead. Is that, <laughs> where, would, where, <laughs> I'm just taking over now. Um, uh, what, activity in our collaboration would you say that we like have the most conflict in oh when it's when i'm like play this part on the bass and you just like play it your own way 
I'm like, that's not what I asked you to play. And you're like, screw you, play it my own way. I'm like, okay. I think well, that's a good way to communicate, though, right? She's saying, I like it this way. Yeah. I, I mean, it's direct. Yeah. That's good it's, yeah. it's usually like, I, I don't think it's so much like, screw you, play it my way. It's like, I haven't figured out yet how to play it the way you showed me mm. you want it. So like, I'm just not there yet. Can you feel the oh, tension okay. building? Sure. Yeah. Well, not really. I mean, I feel like, you, I mean, maybe you have like a different feeling ar- about tension, but you guys do seem pretty in sync. We're so. very serious when we're, we're practicing. Yeah. Okay. We're like yeah. dead serious. Okay. Yeah, which is yeah. probably weird to think of us being so damn serious but yeah. we do get very serious okay it's it, yeah it is weird to think of that just because like your music is so playful mm-hmm. like when i was listening to so that that first album i wrote this down here drowning i was like this has more like this this may this is this album is making me want to watch some 80s movies mm-hmm. <laughs> right like it's very very like synth 80s vibe and then brush with greatness i felt like had more like a rock pop vibe okay um and then i thought that the ep our shadows kind of brought those two dynamics together like kind of i guess three dynamics ish um like synth rock pop mm-hmm. thing going on um so that's how i listen to them like that's how like that's what I got from it. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh, should I have an 80s movie next? <laughs> <laughs> like what, but you guys do have like this really fun stage presence, which is, I imagine, informed in large part by your theater background because it is very theatrical. It feels super fun. Like mm-hmm. people want to dance. So it is interesting to hear you talk about that there is more that it's it's a very serious practice space so maybe talk about a little bit of like kind of that like is there is what you're presenting on stage kind of like that that outward fun like what is the tension between what you're presenting on stage and then what's going on in your actual head i will say that i think like with rehearsing um, it's, it can feel like a chore, um, and practicing and it's not always fun. Um, so when we're finally on stage, it's, it's like the, oh, we can finally let, let this out mm-hmm. after all of that hard work, all of that intense practice sure. that the, the show is the, like the, the release. Whether you're there yet or not. Yeah. Right. So like a That's lot true. of our practice is um like make making sure that your parts are like precise and like that you're not going to be sloppy and you can't have the fun on stage if you haven't like put serious rehearsal in mm-hmm. okay yeah that makes sense i still beat myself up on stage I'm like, oh, wrong no but uh, in real time in real time yeah. but i just keep going you have to yeah. keep going like that didn't happen nothing to see here yeah check this out you know <laughs> yeah but i so when you were talking about the difference in sound from like our first album to our second album to our most recent ep i don't know if you ever did you ever 
um listen to beats for heat which was like our yeah i listened to that that was just like a fun ep that like kind of goes off in a lot of other directions it was probably confusing for people um rapping (laughs) rapping about miami yeah so i think so is that okay it's a true story talked about like not playing that song and then and we did it you play it well that's because a lot of times what happens is like people will beg us to play that song and every once in a while we're like we're like well let's just give them what they want (laughs) well that was the thing it's like when we did that song it was such a like outlier such a yeah out of what our normal thing that we do right that people they really remembered that song and it was like you're the robbed in miami people Play robbed in Miami every time, and we're like, we don't. This is that was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a joke, but it was also like a real event. But yeah, we really got robbed in Miami. Like someone stole our stuff at a show, walked right out the back door with it, yeah. and uh, we were so angry, so angry that um, when we were leaving the club, I had a suitcase full of guitar pedals, put it on the ground. And I like was like square you, Miami. Got in the car, drove off, left my pedals in the street. Mm. So it was like you did it to yourself. Mm. Yeah. So don't get angry, kids. It's not healthy. <laughs> um, yeah. And so in that night, she came up with the hook: "Robbed in Miami, mm. robbed in Miami, robbed in Miami." And <laughs> <laughs> so clever. <laughs> Um, it's just it's just the way that you put it together right like you can say anything and I I feel like you can say almost anything in a song and if it's well if it's um gosh ah, if it's put together well Mm -hmm. say it that way if it's put together well like it still lands Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but what I was gonna say to get back yes, to like sorry. the different, that's okay. I, I took us on that journey, sorry. Um, is that I feel like the um, the first album was us sounding, it felt very, most, mo, more cohesive, I think. Like yeah. Um, yeah. the second album to me feels a little bit more like hodgepodgey, like you were, you sure. like threw a few genres in there when you were talking about it. Um, you're like rock, pop, what you know. Um, and then, and then like, basically, what I'm saying is, I feel like our albums have been like a process of honing the sound that we want to hear, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. what's speaking to us at the time, and like also both our stage show, which you had referenced before, and our sound a lot is informed by being bored at at other shows right mm-hmm. and also being on stage and noticing when the audience is engaged and when the audience yeah. is bored and like very early on we realized that like <laughs> if we played a song with slower bpms like if we decided to like mix in anything um not just like driving and energetic that's when people would be like I'm gonna go play pool I'm gonna go to the bathroom I'm gonna whatever so like I feel like that is kind of what informed a lot of our stage show was just trying to keep people's and, attention yeah and then, um yeah and then we would 
be on stage feeling, you know, that re the relationship with the audience sometimes, especially in Austin, was just, it was, it felt so apathetic. And mm. we were like, what is going to get people excited? We don't have a drummer because uh, we used to have one, but we didn't. We decided to just go as a two piece. And when we weren't getting anything from an audience, we're, we decided, let's just do the show for each other. We were like, do the show for each other and also like play like you're playing to a stadium. Oh, Don't, yeah. you know what I mean? Like just because you're in a small venue, like play it like you are playing a stadium. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of like how both our sound and stage show evolved. And to me, that is the, the funnest. Even if there's two people in the audience, yeah. just like, I, I'm like, I'm going to yeah. be as huge. Yeah. Yeah. As I can possibly be. Yeah, I love that. Oh, that's great. Oh my gosh. Okay. What does a good crowd look like or sound like or feel like? Uh, well, how do you describe that energy? That energy is, first off, if you start talking to the audience and you hear an actual conversation yeah. that isn't, you know, mean um, when, you, <laughs> yeah. when you start having like they don't anything. yeah yeah um you know you like you you, you know you have them yeah you know that, that people are paying attention yeah. and then like you start to have a a conversation with the audience through music through you know the actions you're doing on stage you're you're getting reactions and that feels good because when you're up there and and you're not getting that energy it's hard but I tend to push it even harder when I'm not getting energy, mm. which I don't know what that looks like, but it looks your strategy. It's, it's amazing because like out of the corner, like there was a show where most of the people there weren't there to see us. It was like mm. bar flies who had been drinking since early in the morning. They did not want a band playing at them. They wanted to like just be numb and stare at the nine yeah. TVs that were on. Mm -hmm. um, and so like then we come and we're like pretty much demand <laughs> their yeah. attention. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and it, just like the worse it is, like the more incredible rock, like to the point where I'm like, starting to step outside myself because like part of me like my inner monologue is like oh this is like such a waste of a show blah 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 but then I'm like just see him just like going for it so hot and I guess like right you know how like right love isn't finite a lot of things like good performances aren't finite you don't have to like save them for the good audiences mm. right I don't know. That seems to be your philosophy. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Well, I think, yeah, especially that show you're talking about. I, uh, I knew I was going to have to be on stage for an hour. And if I wasn't having a good time, yeah. I was going to be miserable. Yeah. So I'm like, well, let's, let's shoot for the stars. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. How does that story play out? How did it go? Um, we got paid. We got paid. <laughs> it was a paying gig. Yeah. Right. And you so felt like, good about it that you delivered your back. Oh yeah, you like, you hired us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're gonna get your money's worth. Yeah. Not gonna phone it in. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to phone stuff up in on stage. Mm -hmm. Cause I don't know. 
it's like a disservice to do that right and this is like not why you're there for sure mm -hmm. yeah leading up to shows um like right before you get on stage where is kind of your energy what's going on in your head how are you feeling is there nervousness because I know um I know for myself in the in past like right before I would start performing whether it was like talent show in school or being in a band um there's always a little bit of nervousness but as soon as I started Mm -hmm. I was on. Tell me about your experience in that space. Like, well, for me, it has changed over the years. Okay. Also, if I'm like stage acting and I have to talk, be a character on stage, I am a ball of nerves before oh, okay. going. I just, okay. I'm like, Ugh. Sure. Um, but when it comes to music, I'm, I'm really comfortable. Mm -hmm. There was a time back in the day when I was just like, I would, I would get really nervous before playing, you know? now not so much now I don't really get nervous much but there was a do you quote, think it's the just like the the more that you you know it's been performing or it's sometimes being on stage is like controlled chaos mm. and I think I've gotten more comfortable with with that that okay. situation yeah. where I'm like I know it's like anything can happen yeah and I'm I'll try to be ready for it but that's kind of fun. Yeah. That's the fun part of it. I want to say that how I feel on stage really has a lot to do with everything surrounding being on stage and like getting there and like what things I'm going to have to think of in the middle of a performance. Cause our shows are like highly technical, mm -hmm. highly technical. There's a lot of, um, equipment that we're depending on mm -hmm. where there's a lot of equipment that if you hook if you have the wrong wire going into your a or b switch like it's right so like it's like little minutia those are the things that i think i'm most worried about is mm -hmm. like you know oh no i like didn't dial in my distortion pedal the way I should have like is it going to be super loud or is everyone not going to hear it or you know what I mean okay. and like sound check can yeah. kind of help that yeah but still like I, sound check isn't even necessarily how things end up going once you're in the show like especially mm -hmm. if another band goes on in between when you did your oh, sound sure. check you know yeah. so I think that those are the things that I'm most in my head about mm yeah equipment anxiety i have that yeah. too because i'm kind of the chief technician on all of this stuff and we've had some failures on stage um but hoping everything works um that can be kind of scary at first mm -hmm. but uh, you know, the system's getting dialed in mm -hmm. uh, and, you know every time we play it gets better and better yeah so just enough time for me to change it all up Mm -hmm. and bring something right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's the challenge yeah right yeah mental health in the winter because we've talked about this before we were um, talking about this today i didn't think we'd have ideas but we just had a ton of them nice yeah and do you want to do you want to go on this one i mean sure 
Um, so, okay, first of all, recognizing that it's difficult and it's not you, it's the weather. It's like, <laughs> that's a really good one. Just being like, oh, wow, like I haven't seen the sun in four days. Like maybe that's affecting my mood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it happens yeah. every nine months and it takes a long time even years to figure out or be okay and comfortable with it. it's it's seasonal mm -hmm. right yeah. and I mean and for us like we both grew up in Florida mm. we lived in Austin Texas for 10 years we lived in Los Angeles for three years right. and then we moved to Wisconsin so like we really did not have a point of reference for like dark winters mm -hmm. until we moved here I had no idea <laughs> yeah. You're blindsided. Yeah. <laughs> we do it ourselves. Yeah. So, like, we did have to develop coping mechanisms, mm -hmm. and um so, okay, like, we kind of made a mental list today. It was like, one, make sure you get outside, even if it is crappy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, the sun might not be out, but go on a walk anyway. Mm -hmm. Like, forcing yourself to do that will. Be incredibly therapeutic and then also you'll have the little like be proud of yourself because you did it i love that yeah and then i i get a happy lamp i've yeah. been spending like 10 20 minutes in the morning just like having my coffee and stretching with my happy lamp on or like folding laundry or something you know with it on in the room and i do feel like that because i think part of the like winter depression thing is brain fog mm. Right. Like, I feel like there is a brain fog that goes with it. And I feel like the happy lamp has been kind of helping with that. Mm -hmm. um, well, the other thing was be social. Mm. Seeing like doing this right now and mm -hmm. in the middle of winter mm -hmm. feels pretty good. Yeah. So like make it a point to be social, like, but also understand like we are large mammals, not dissimilar to bears. And so like, we do actually, I think, lead a little bit more rest and restoration. And we need to sort of honor that if we do and like pick days to be like, you know what? I am just going to sleep in as long as I want to. Like, yeah. if, obviously, that's like a tremendous privilege to be able to do that. But like, mm -hmm. if you can, even if it's on the weekend or whatever, mm -hmm. just decide to spend a little more time resting. Yeah. Closer to a bear than we think. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, kids call me Bigfoot. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it maybe because of your beard, though? Maybe. Maybe walks like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 A bear-like walk. Big. Big and hairy, okay. probably. I mean. Yeah, I'll ask a follow-up why. Yeah, okay. yeah. I would like an explanation. <laughs> needs to know why do your children call you Bigfoot? Oh. Again? And then I think the other thing we decided was hydration has been like is a real game changer too in the winter. Yeah. I don't think you realize like how dried out and everything you get when you sleep mm -hmm. or you're just like breathing that cold, dry air. And um, right, it's like you know, people will use humidifiers or whatever, but um, I think incorporating daily like electrolyte powder into our lives mm. helped with brain fog and depression. And exercise. And yeah, so I mean, mm -hmm. it just making conscious decisions to do some of these things 
Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to like, especially going to the gym. You're like, I don't want to go. Yeah. But you get there and you do it and it's fine. It's you fine. feel great afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Shoveling can be fun, sort of, a little but bit. But for most of your life, it, winter wasn't the same. No. no, there was yeah. no, it was like mm, three days in the 50s uh, degrees in Florida. Like that's, winter was not a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, Texas, it did snow once. Snowed a couple times. Snowed a couple times. We had a dusting of snow mm -hmm. on the yard, and that was very novel. Yeah. Um, they LA. Cancel, cancel everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, they it like to show like a, you know, a, 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 a shot of the highway, and it has like one car on it, right? <laughs> and and it's it sliding all over, over the place. <laughs> He's having a blast. <laughs> <laughs> or terrified. I don't know. Yeah. When it snowed when we were in Austin, uh, they didn't have the equipment to get the ice and snow off the road. So some genius decided to use airplane wing de-icer. Which, which is, is a lubricant. Which made it even worse. <laughs> <laughs> they should have consulted their friends here in uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. Someone should have consulted someone. I do. Maybe we should take a little improv break. Okay. Okay. Fun? How do you feel? <laughs> How do you feel about improv, Eden? Uh, I think it's great. I think it's. I think it's difficult. Yeah. It's a difficult practice. I like the thought of life is improv with a little bit of strategy. That's what I said. That's why I like it. <laughs> That's helpful. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I think oh, it's hard quote. to practice. I think it's uncomfortable to practice. Yeah. And I think, yeah, mm -hmm. that's what uncomfortable it makes practice. me uncomfortable. Improv? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, is, I mean, I know from watching your first um, podcast yeah. that, unless I just made this up in my head, but I think I recall you saying that, like, one of the things you like about yoga is, like, how it helps you be in the present moment. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like, you know, also what's happening in improv. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I think like we all have this sort of human desire to control outcomes. And a lot of times mm -hmm. when you're doing it, you can't. And then like for people who get really into it, it's because that is the thing that's like thrilling to them. Yeah, yeah. really into improv? Yeah. People, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, like the unpredictability and yeah. this could go anywhere yeah i could see that there's like kind of that um that dopamine hit when you're in that place of uncertainty whereas a lot of people like that's like their fight 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 flight freeze mode is like yeah when they're in that uncertainty but everybody has i think everybody probably has like places where they get excited it just looks different right well and ultimately, where they get that dopamine hit like whether you're um jumping out of a plane or speaking in front of someone or uh, in front of a crowd or just like you know giving someone a compliment on their clothing or something right like everybody has a different comfort level and it goes back to like i feel like almost like the theme so far has been like how do you experience controlled chaos? 
right? Like that's kind of been the theme because that's how it is on stage for us. And then also like, that's kind of what improv is too, because ultimately, even if you're in that like fight or flight present moment in improv, you are ultimately safe, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. you, it's not like a tiger's chasing you, that kind of fight Mm -hmm. or flight. Like you, Mm -hmm. you, it is a controlled environment, right? And so, like, eventually the game ends. Yeah, it's all make believe. Right. Mm -hmm. So, would you say that does the game eventually the game? I mean, in improv, right? Like, they have a stopping point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Your explanation and in life kind of helped me think about it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So, I just recently read. um, I shouldn't have started that sentence without knowing what I was going to say. No. Abby Jacobson, um, actor, writer, producer, um, her book, and she was just talking about how she fell in love with improv, mm-hmm. and that particular section is, um, like, it made me understand it better, even though, like, improv mm-hmm. something that I've been... But you're in love, you bo- you're both in love, so... Are you I'm talking love. to us? Yeah. In love with it? I um, mean... I mean uh, well, no. So what I yeah. musically I am. I am when yeah. it comes to improvising music, coming up mm. with a, like a guitar solos on the spot. Mm. That is, you know, I go I call it going to the other place mm. where I, I just almost like an out of body experience. So yes, when it comes to that, yeah. I have performed um as a musician with I was a musician with an improv troupe in Orlando, Florida for several years. I'm still in touch with a lot of the guys. They're out in, most of them are in Los Angeles now. But I would, we'd come up with improvised songs. I would, uh, in the background, I would do background music and just, you know, coming up with it all on the spot. And all these guys are so talented. Um, that was really fun. We had a regular show yeah. every Thursday at a punk rock bar in Orlando. Yeah. It was a crazy show, but it was cool. Yeah. And what's your take? Not something, I mean, it's, you're comfortable in the space, but not. I'm comfortable in the space. I think it's fun. I enjoy doing it. It maybe initially makes me a little anxious until like I let go. And um, uh, I think it can be playful. I also think that it is a good way of like, generating ideas um from improvisation like if you're a writer and you have a writing partner and you can like just sort of like improv maybe where a scene is going oh yeah um things like that um i love improv as a tool Mm. but um like some people who are improvisers like really do get like high off of it Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. like that People who just are like that, they will make that their life. Um, and that's cool, but they're, they're like getting something out of it that I maybe am not. Okay, yeah. sure. I like both of those explanations. Um, even just thinking about it differently. Like if it has a purpose or it feels productive to me, maybe mm-hmm. like like in the, the brainstorming or writing example. Mm-hmm. Maybe that just says more about me that it has to be productive for me to want to do it or think think that it's a right. important yeah. yeah. And what that yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, it can definitely be productive. And our like a lot of our friends who are in the improv comedy troupe that Rob was the musician for uh, in Orlando, like most of them are now comedy writers and still use like improv. None of them are really up on stage performing improv anymore, but they use it in their writing process. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I think I like that, the comedic element of of improvisation because I think we could all do to probably laugh more in life. Mm -hmm. So I, I mean, however whether or not it's you know quote-unquote productive like yeah some of it is just like I like laughing and mm -hmm. so I love going to see um to to watch it I am not a great audience member though sometimes in terms of like being able to throw stuff out there on the spot that I once threw out there and they they did stuff with it but like they like asked I don't know for a, a, a noun right like a person place thing or idea and I yelled out existentialism that's awesome what <laughs> really like i feel like but then they, t they then there was another time when they like looked like one of the people looked directly at me and asked for like give me an actor and i'm like i i don't know what's an actor <laughs> what is this thing you're speaking of <laughs> um so actually it occurred to me when you were saying that like another thing that people like about improv and that like I also like about it and like probably another one of the parts that can make people feel high off of it is um connection right so mm -hmm. like we're doing a scene and we make something work like how good are we gonna feel about that yeah and I feel like there's a lot more forgiveness mm -hmm. in an improvised scene then there's going to be with like a sketch scene where people have had time to edit it, right? Sure. People will see an improvised, improvised scene. And if it goes well, if it doesn't completely fail, mm -hmm. it's like, that was awesome. Mm -hmm. Whereas if someone spent time writing something, it's like, oh, that didn't land so well, right? Like, I feel like there is a lot more forgiveness when mm -hmm. you are like doing something on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the authenticity. Yeah, and the audience is watching the magic happen. Right. Yeah. And you're, the actors are connecting with each other, and they're connecting with the audience. Mm -hmm. And so, like, that's probably, like, what is it? Is it oxytocin? Yeah. Is that the, yeah, hor the, the, love, the hormone? The love hormone. It, yeah. That probably is just, like... <laughs> that's the one with that's usually released with touch though mm -hmm. but improvisation does have like the people up on stage they are like sometimes they like touch and like right interact physically with each other I guess. well and I guess I mean it's just like the action of creating something together right yeah you know it's like it, it is a bonding experience to right. create art with someone yeah 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 and they say isn't that the hormone that 
is like connected with like playing music together too? I believe that is what I just read, but don't quote me on that, but I, I believe it is. Yeah. So I kind of want to do that exercise that we talked about mm -hmm. um, before the word. The word at a time. Word at a time is mm -hmm. what it's called. Word at a time. And do you want to describe it further? Two people. Well, there's this. The... Can we do this with four people? Well, you can. You can. Since you that's what we have. So, so the way that we would, is, we would, <laughs> the way that the game works is with two people. I say a word, so the other person says a word, and okay. we just, we tell a story and tell sentences, but we're passing the word back and forth. Okay. So you'll never say two words together. Okay. Um, and that was a warm up. And the, the guys that I would work out, work with, they would go really, really fast. Sure. And um, it's like the warm up to get them like on the same page and like feeling what each other. It was, that was like almost a rhythm. Yeah, it's like creating a rhythm. And then the way that we would all do it, at, like before we would go on stage, mm -hmm. I would participate in these um, these exercises for warm-up, is we'd huddle and do word at a time, but nobody knew who was going to say the next thing. And if two people oh. spoke at the same time, we started over. Oh. So, okay. and like, we knew we were on. We knew we were good was when we could tell a whole little story, not a whole like, whole story but yeah. like a little beginning middle end story yeah without anybody speaking over anybody wow yeah that was the that'll be impressive and we, we couldn't make eye contact that's when we were in a huddle looking yeah. down at the ground yeah just feeling who's going to go next mm -hmm. and that's the that's advanced the version yeah it was yeah. the warm-up i but, feel like we should do more of that stuff before we play shows we should do more because of like a lot of times when we get on stage, mm -hmm. we're frazzled from having like set up and hauled all of our equipment there in our car and unloading and setting up and like setting up our amps and doing soundtrack. And just like we're in a different headspace than each other until like the middle of our set. And then we're like finally connected. Oh, okay. Do you want to try this thing? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe you guys can do like a little bit just together and then maybe all of us can. Okay, we can try it. I'm I, not, we have no I'm idea, not, how, this no idea how this is going to go because I'm not really good at it. No, that's but. the whole point. It's okay, <laughs> improv. All right. Oh, sorry. So, start. I went to the store and bought some loaves of honey. <laughs> okay, so that failed. Um, <laughs> this was when we do this on stage. Sometimes we do it on stage and it was a die game. And a die game would be the two guys would be going back and forth with this. And if the audience was like, this sucks, they'd go die. And they'd have to stop like the two performers. So, like, oh, it's like a, like, okay, okay. yeah. Then that person's, then that person's that's eliminated. Cool and the audience engaged. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. I mean, have them become part of the show. Right. Yeah. They would do it in groups. So it was like that group was now disqualified. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the audience would like start out really like timid and wanting to be kind but then they really get, get more it. and more ruthless <laughs> when a, a room full of people can yell die and there's no real consequences you guys are gladiators yeah, yeah. modern day gladiators yeah. yeah so that's the game it's that's mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. sweet um should i start and then we just go around like this okay let's try that yeah that sounds good mm -hmm. okay tomorrow i will 
Not. Go. To. Church. Because. I. Think. Church. Is. <laughs> Complicated. Huh. Right. You know, <laughs> okay. 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 There it is. You just did it. <laughs> it's complicated. It's complicated. You solved it. Is the point to solve it? Well, I, I mean, it's the point is to have a, like a complete sentence. Like or, a, make a complete thought. Yeah, make yeah. a complete thought. Yeah. yeah. Even that was it. Yeah. That was totally it. Yeah. How do you feel now that you've done it? I, I understand the purpose of it more okay. after the conversation and explanation. Of mm -hmm. it. I yeah. understand the practice of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Before, I think it was just a, a foolish game. It was just what? Yeah, like a foolish game. Oh, right, like, right. Right, right. Like, yeah. 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 And, but it's about like, yeah, connecting and. Yeah. Especially when you can get that rhythm going. Yeah. Then it's mm -hmm. like you are, you're building a connection. And in, in telling, you know, we're all, uh, as a team, trying to create something that makes sense. Yeah. Or yeah. it's just funny. Right. Yeah. And just, yeah. like, also you're, like, supporting your, um, you know, your scene partner. Mm -hmm. How well can you communicate? How well can you sense energy and communicate mm -hmm. right, that, that can be used? And anticipate. Yeah. Yeah. My, my challenge to you is to do this with your kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think they'd think it was fun? I think Paxson and I have played that before. Yeah. Just naturally. Just naturally. Back and forth. But yeah. Yeah. Um, my son Quincy is going to be a challenge for him. He's he's in that mindset of leave me alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't want to try anything. Uh, sure. Yeah. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Okay. Challenge accepted. Yeah. Right. Back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I just wonder, like, what what kind of bonding moment but do they teach it and where do they teach it and how does it happen right it's when does theater happen uh, right i think that's some of it too how do you teach those skills yeah yeah well i don't know we were just talking about this recently about how like and i'm curious what you think but like theater in the fox cities there's kind of a gaping hole right like yeah yeah it exists um but yeah it's not and I don't I don't know if it's something that is not um that there's not a ton of demand for if it's just you know obviously the last couple of years have, have right. you know shut shut that down a bit right. but um I know that there's people that are interested in it mm -hmm. I know that there's people that do theater um and I know that there's I think there's attic theater in the Fox Valley I think there's still a thing mm -hmm. yeah I know there's stuff out there yeah um, there is a theater group I know also in Green Bay okay um that does stuff uh but yeah I think I think a big part of it I think a big thing with theater is is the funding and mm -hmm. then the venue, right? You know? so, I mean, those are two, I mean, those are the two huge, key yeah, things that yeah. you need to be able totally. to put on a production, right? Yeah. Um, so, where do you see gaps? Just that, just that there is a lack of yeah. activity. Yeah, right. So, like, we have the PAC, which has like touring Broadway shows and things like that. 
that's real like high level stuff but like if you wanted to participate in like something that's not so I guess particularly mainstream or um or or create theater like if you wanted original plays mm-hmm. like there's nothing like that that really I, that, that I know of that would be a really... if someone if someone was like actually there's this black box theater where people are creating their own work I'd be like yeah, really there's um there is a place in Green Bay and I'd have to look it up but I will um because I I did go to a show it was last year at this like kind of it was a smaller space um and they put on I don't know if it was something that I want to say that that somebody wrote it locally Mm -hmm. so there it is out there it's just really small Mm -hmm. um yeah place where like get together and like put on shows you write like new works are being created yeah because I mean even though like we were both theater majors and you know and there's definitely theater that exists that I can watch over and over again but Mm -hmm. also like I want to hear what some newer voices have to say Mm -hmm. and is that something and I mean is that something that you're working on too? Like you want, you want to write. Yes. For shows. I am a, I am overly involved in a lot of things. That is another thing that I would like to also be involved with. (laughs) Tell us your deepest aspirations. (laughs) I think that having that creative group would be just so great. Mm -hmm. Like a group of people to get together with and, Hey, well, let's try this yeah. idea out. Share work, build stuff, mm-hmm. try stuff, just make it a safe place. Where the, the sum is greater than, you know, the, the collection of people. Sum is greater than the whole, as they say. Yeah. And then also, like, here's a, I don't know if it's a little known fact, whatever. But, like, Rob is quite a brilliant, um, like, set designer, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, so, I don't we were working on something the other day, and you're like, I just wish that I was putting, oh, because like his day job is like computer engineering stuff and he was like I just wish that all, like all this effort and brain power that I'm putting into this like boring thing I could be putting toward like building a set or something mm-hmm. like that you know I haven't something to show for it yeah <laughs> other than a computer that's no longer broken right <laughs> right yeah other you know just you know other than like Brenda can get back to work in accounting <laughs> Brenda's a nice human being, right? Yeah, nothing against I me. Mean, just stay on her good side. Don't talk to her until she's coffee. Brenda's happy, but I'm high. There you go. And Brenda really is just not even like really happy that her computer's fixed. She's, she's just a... no longer complaining. <laughs> right. She's actually upset that her computer. She doesn't want to be here. <laughs> they, they fix that way too fast. Right. <laughs> Breaks over. Brenda. Brenda's not real. <laughs> Made it up. That was improv. If you put something together, like some kind of group like that, I would definitely want to be a part of 
Well, you would of course be a part of it. Yeah, I like that goes without it. saying. Yeah, because yeah, I too like to be like involved in everything, but sometimes I have to be careful like what I decide to actually start because I've started mm-hmm. so many things and I'm like, whoa, okay. I have this golf too. I literally was like looking up because I do that too. And I get overly involved and I get very excited about projects and stuff. And I like was Googling the other day, like, am I bipolar? Because I was like, this seems like mania maybe. Um, And the test results came out that I am not. So I guess I am just the online five question quiz that I took. Sounds legit to me. Yeah. An email <laughs> that I'm just and very enthusiastic about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I don't know. She was sending me the like test results, the screenshots of it, and it's like probably not. Well, probably not ADHD either. Check did that one too. I took the am I ADHD? I was like, someone just tell me something. (laughs) But yeah, it also said that I'm probably not ADHD, but I might disagree. No, uh, just just the mental mental space that happens. Question your thoughts or your feelings, right? Yeah. Sometimes you turn to that. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Because it's like, well, I've been thinking about this all morning. Maybe some. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah. funny because, like, our, like, even with working on this show, we're like figuring out our dynamic. And um, just the other day, I send a message to Eden and I'm like, hey, March is women's, is like women's history month. We should think of women that we want to put on the show. And then he sends me a gift that's like, Slow your roll. <laughs> and then I send a gift that said, put on the gas. <laughs> and a lot of like, let's, you know, Eden's all about like, let's celebrate what we've done so far. And I'm like, yay. Okay, now what's next? Yeah. <laughs> um, but so all of that, I want to just really, okay, every time mm-hmm. I have so, fun, so much fun with you guys. Um, <laughs> like you guys. Aww. Um, so artistic influences or other influences, like what influences just everything that you do? So I want to talk about that. And then last but not least, like what does a day in the life of Kate and Rob look like? Let's start with the day in the life, because I don't think it's entirely yeah. um so, groundbreaking. And it's like not a monolith, like kind of varies mm-hmm. so get up i usually get up earlier have my coffee yeah if i have to go to work i put my clothes on and go to work it's good that you put clothes on I do, yeah <laughs> but okay you sometimes if i wake up too late here's an interesting tidbit about this like i don't know if anyone will have any thoughts about it he is not necessary he's not required to wear like a uniform shirt to his work okay but he has them and he chooses to every day and if mm. and if they're dirty he will wash them so that he can wear them instead of wearing one of his shirts out of his closet it's like just some kind of what's what's that, that? uh like mindset thing i think it's a mindset now i'm i'm putting on the monkey suit yeah mm. 
Yeah. And this is what I wear when I do this. Yeah. I, I guess it's a mindset thing. Also, it's just really easy to not have to pick out other outfits. Mm-hmm. So that's that part of the day. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I always, I'm like, why can't you just wear one of your shirts? You're like, no, I have to do the laundry so I can wash this uniform shirt that I'm not required to wear. So I just was curious if anybody else, like, because I would just pick a different shirt. But yeah. I think it's a mindset thing. Yeah. Habit, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, though I think you described it, how you described it made mm-hmm. sense to me. Uh, yeah. You would prefer that he dress different? No, not at just, all. Just, I'm just curious at, like, Instead of doing a whole load of laundry that I did not feel like doing, I would just grab another shirt, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. he's going through extra steps so that he can wear the uniform. Do the specific thing yeah. again. As just a quirk, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that part of the day. <laughs> <laughs> We've made it that far. I mean, you've had, you had a cup of coffee already. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> coffee, work, work. Yeah. Like we've already talked about, you know, work is like to be making something i like to be doing something different than what i'm doing right now um so that's what you know in, in the day uh day in the life that's i'm, I'm thinking about that um but yeah, i also, come home yeah also what i was just gonna say like what what a day in the life looks like depends on whether or not we're like prepping for a show or not yeah because our life becomes very different when we start like a show, show day is... or not even a show day but just like even rehearsals leading up to a show or like planning yeah like because mm-hmm. our shows aren't just our I mean aren't just music right like so mm-hmm. like there's costuming there's like talk about talk about what we're going to talk about talk about what we're going to talk about there's there's um possibly planning lighting there's like also being like well I think I don't feel like bringing whatever the the octopad to this show i'm just gonna play guitar solo there instead like stuff gets moved around and changed around it's like oh we've been almost finished with the song for months let's finish it and play it at the show so mm-hmm. then it's like we're learning sure. something new yeah so they have the show day of the show days are not like frantic mm-hmm. we do rehearse we like run the set we'll run the whole set um pack up get dressed run around, leave too late. Um, <laughs> oh, um, at the last minute, be like, crap, we didn't eat dinner. <laughs> or like, or we'll like yeah, plan yeah, yeah. something like, you know, something simple. A lot of times it's like something. A microwave lasagna. Yeah, it's often microwave, microwave lasagna mm-hmm. from Grey Market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, lots of stuff happens in a day. Yeah. But yeah, so it kind of just depends on what we're prepping for. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But our typical days are really similar to like everyone else's typical days. Yeah. Well, so I had watched this movie and I'll have to send it to you because I don't, I can't remember the, the title of it, but it has, um, and of course I can't remember the other act, the actor's name, but have you guys seen the show Portlandia? It's kind oh, yeah. of like a, yeah. Okay. So the gal from Portlandia, like the main, the main gal. What is her Carrie name? Burns. Carrie, Carrie Bernstein. Bernstein. Okay. And Brown, Brownstein. Brown. Carrie Brownstein. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I'm sure somebody out there will. So well, I mean, she is totally like legit my my biggest celebrity crush. <laughs> yeah. She's great. Um, 
so she has this movie with um saint vincent yes have you seen that no but it's on my list it's fantastic yeah but what's so great about it so right like you have this very um like interesting uh theatrical you know you have your costumes like you have this whole stage presence right and that's the same thing with saint vincent she is like you know rock like guitar rock and roll goddess up there on stage right like seems untouchable invincible or in in uh uh uh, gosh the word that would like when people seems like seem like they're unapproachable like you put them up on a pedestal like they're like um intimidating like she has like kind of an intimidating vibe right uh, her stage presence, like mm-hmm. as a performer, and so the in this movie, and it's like mostly fiction, mm-hmm. but it's it shows her Saint Vincent as herself, like her. I don't remember her what her actual name is. Annie. Annie. Annie, Annie okay. something or other. Yeah, and so um, Carrie's character, or they're both playing themselves. Mm-hmm. But it's like, so they're playing themselves, but they're, but it's also fiction. So it's not like a documentary, right? So Carrie is interviewing St. Vincent and she's like wanting something more from St. Vincent than, than, than Annie's giving her, right? Like she's thinking like, oh, you have this big stage presence. You must have some kind of crazy lifestyle, right? Um, the whole like sex, drugs, and rock and roll thing, and she doesn't. Like, right. She's just a regular everyday person. But then, because she has, because she's like, um, because she's kind of like pressuring her almost to like have this this real life persona of like crazy. She like messes with her a bit and is like, "All right, sure, yeah, let's." let's talk about, let's get into it. And so she starts being like real, like, um, like real apathetic, real, just like how you putting on like a front, putting on, Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, Putting on her stage presence with her friend. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's just, it's so good. It's so good. Cause that's, I think sometimes what we think is like, we're looking at the people up on stage and especially with, again, like what you, the way that you guys perform you you can look at people up on stage or even just in the entertainment industry in general and think oh they must have a crazy life and sometimes that's true mm-hmm. but a lot of times they're just like you know I mean, we have a crazy life in that coffee and putting on clothes right. <laughs> yeah. we have a crazy life in that like we are usually overcommitted like mm-hmm. we are often overcommitted mm-hmm. to things mm-hmm. but like that's and also like you know as performers we've we've been in crazy situations sure and uh or like unique um situations but it's not like our everyday life mm-hmm. we're seeing some stuff but you know, sure. it's not every day <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. what's the craziest thing that you want well, to share not, <laughs> not the craziest but this one was hilarious um we, I don't know what he's gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Fred just, Schneider. Oh, this, yes. I, this, 
this this whole this whole, whole thing involves a lot of name dropping. I don't know if you want to go. I just like one. one name, Mr. Fred Schneider. We were like it was like after a B fifty two show, and we were at a party at a mansion in in uh, Florida, and uh, I because like the fact that we got there is like it's a whole other. The whole story. fact that we got <laughs> there is a whole other story. But we're just now we're at a mansion, and the B fifty twos are there, and um, I'm like I want I want to get something to drink, and someone's like there's stuff in the fridge i open the fridge and it is full of bottles and bottles and bottles of veuve clicquot which is expensive french champagne yeah and i open the door and i'm like uh <laughs> i don't think Just i should no no i hear right behind me right behind me i hear i hear just reach in and grab it and i, I turn around I'm like, oh sh- it's fred schneider goes, reach in and grab it and i go all right <laughs> i pulled it out and we had veuve clicquot with fred schneider yeah we got it on a wild stories like that yeah that i mean legit if i saw if i was at a party and there was a fr- fridge i mean there's multiple bottles in there so it's I, it's for the party i would definitely do yeah that. Just, i was just like i know how expensive that is is this for us sweet jenny grab it that's so great wrote a song about it <laughs> we really did which we, song is that it's called reach on and grab it well we never we, we never, never released it though released it we don't oh, even, okay. i don't even know if we finished it but that was just the hook was reach on in and yeah. grab it <laughs> it's like it's the line was another late night here we go the fridge is full of boot click so grab it just reach on in and grab it i love that <laughs> never released yeah like it was you know, you start to write stuff about life, and then later you're just like, I don't know if this is very relatable. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not at this point in my life anymore. Is it still a success? What's that? Mm. Does it still feel good to write a song and not release it? Yeah, it still feels good, and it's almost like, but you, you know, there comes a time when you're you're penning a song, and it just you get to a point, and it stops feeling relevant mm-hmm. or you write the whole thing and you record it and then it then stops feeling relevant but you know there's a, a thing about enjoying the process and then also just like if you're a writer of any kind of music of theater of film like you know that part of your process is going to be that not everything's going to make the cut. Like, in fact, mm-hmm. more stuff is not going to make the cut than is. And that's, well, that's probably the one of the... That's yeah. the dance. That, yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's one of the most frustrating parts of writing is being like, I don't know if this is going to be the thing, but I am sitting here putting my time and effort into it anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Because I like doing it. Mm-hmm. We need to promo your upcoming show. Oh, yeah. So, do you want to just talk about that? Unless you have any other things. Okay. Yeah. So, let's promo the show. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I like, I don't know whether it's start from like a high level of what are we all missing in our lives? And, and, and one of our missions, I think, with this band has always been to make people dance. And I say that like 
I'm ready. I, yes, good. <laughs> also, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to say that like in a manipulative way, like, oh, mm-hmm. we're going to make people dance. But like, mm-hmm. I want to give people a space and an opportunity and some beats to dance to, yeah. right? Like, I want to people to feel inspired to move. Mm-hmm. And so I think that like, honestly, like that's where both of us feel a lot of joy is like, if we go and can dance at a show. So we've been talking to a lot of friends and a friend who's like an aspiring party club promoter person. It's like, I want to throw a party. And we talked about it and we're like, well, what if we make it like um, this sort of valentine's anti-valentine's dance party yeah and so um that's what's happening Mm -hmm. and it's going to be super fun and it's a great chance for like adults to let go and leave their problems on the dance floor like a kid on a playground Mm -hmm. right i love that and it's going to be at the vaudette theater in kakana Mm -hmm. february 11th so right before valentine's day Mm -hmm. Um, we'll be playing with another band from Madison called Null Device and DJ Ben Archive will be playing beats and music between sets. Nice. And like he's going to keep the dance party going after mm-hmm. the band and um, like that that was our friend Steve sort of his mission was like he's like I'm so bored of going he goes to a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. He goes to a lot of shows. He was like I'm so bored of it always being the same exact formula, right? Where it's like band plays, band gets off the stage, another band comes up and plays, mm-hmm. show's over, or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he wanted it, he wants it to be just like sort of continuous music. Certain, like cohesive. Yeah. And so that like the music keeps going. And before the band it. even gets off the stage, the DJ's already playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're doing two sets. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's like two sets of 30 minutes and like between that, um, the DJ mm-hmm. will be playing songs and nice. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be fun and it's going to be different. Yeah. Right. And, um, it's called the heartbreakers ball. Heartbreakers ball. Yeah. And like totally also, I feel like, you know, you may have some corset or something in the back of your closet that you never have a reason to wear. Or, you know what I mean? Like, there's these things Maybe. that we get and we're like, or like, whatever. No, I don't. Have, I don't own a corset. <laughs> but I'm just like, I'm like, people, if someone has some thing that's like maybe more in a costumey vein that they wouldn't necessarily wear out and they want to be yeah. more expressive or theatrical like give them an opportunity to do that bring it out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I like it's that. a valentine's almost costume party yeah <laughs> right yeah costume like dance just, party. yeah nice. dress that's up what, and dance that's what you're rehearsing for now mm-hmm. yeah is that kind of what you're working through now? Mm-hmm. yeah and i do wish i had roadies mm. because then i could finish playing and dance before mm. the next band instead of having to wrap up wires and lift heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know. Well, I know that Mike and I plan on being there so we can help you. Um, I, I'm i terrible at wrapping cords. Never have learned. Stay away from am, our cords. I'm a, <laughs> and I'm a control. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, so we will link in the notes 
your information, like really whatever you guys want us to link in there and okay. to include the show, um, um, the show dates, place, time, your um, website before dawn. Um, if you want me to link also your, you have an Instagram, yoga mm-hmm. Instagram. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, also, I'm like, okay, cut. <laughs> we'll give you all the links. We'll give, yeah, we'll we'll link to whatever it is that they want to link to. Yeah. Um, that they want you to see and know about and all it's of that. It's so weird. I always have tried to like keep my life compartmentalized. And like, as I get older, I'm just realizing that it's like not even possible. And I sh- should just let that go. Right. Like, cause yeah. you're like, personal Instagram page is the same as your yoga Instagram page is the same as right like it's all the same I have like four different Instagram pages for like various aspects of my life I do have three I just the yoga one is the one that I use the most the one that's more focused on yoga Mm -hmm. but yeah I do have a wine one which I don't use very often and then I saw this documentary about cat Instagram pages and so I made one for our cats but I've not really done anything Okay. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, Are they active on Instagram? The cats? No. <laughs> no. I've played in that space too. Yeah. How much to share socially in different mm-hmm. outlets and yeah. where that line is. How right. authentic to be. And we talk about that a little bit mm-hmm. of how to do it and what's right and what feels right. Yeah. Like, it depends on where you're at. and yeah, and it's an evolution, I think. It it's definitely seems to be different for everybody. And I know, like, it's just, it's a very natural thing for me to do that. I've always been somebody that wants to, like, meet professional with personal, um, with boundary. But I, I don't, but I know that, you know, people have their various different reasons for why to keep things separate. So right. it's a, it's an interesting and tricky place to navigate sometimes. I think yeah. sometimes with us, we don't want to confuse people too much. Sure. It's like, what do they do now? They, mm-hmm. uh, they make movies, they act, they are in a band. I don't well, yeah, I mean, you yeah. do it all. Oh. We try to keep the information yeah. simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fact is, is it's not. Right. It's just so much. Like life is more complicated than that, but like we do try to keep like our messaging on brand, if you will, with like, and sometimes you just can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to share or talk about? I can't think of anything. No. As much in my life. (laughs) Are you an introvert? Yeah. You have introverted energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not. No. Okay. I got it. Got it, got it all off my chest. Yeah. I mean, I was. I was thinking before too. Like, and this would be like probably a whole other podcast, right? That we're talking about like categorizing your life, but like as a as filmmakers together, like our process is different also than yeah. our music process yeah we're gonna so, have you guys on again but we didn't even get it I, mean, I know i know we didn't even get there um but we will have we'll probably have a lot of we're just gonna in 2024 do a repeat of 2023 but we'll be better at it mm-hmm. presumably assuming that Eden and i are still friends with us. Yeah. Oh, exactly <laughs> <laughs>
I'm like jumping the gun. I have a 50 episode goal. And then Eden is like, why don't we just focus on our first 10 and enjoy that and see where we're at? Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. I mean, that is a lot. And like, that's, yeah. Well, that just like, because like of the other project that we're currently working on and um, with it's a music project, but like. The other project? Massive tiny music. Oh, geez, yeah. That's a whole other thing. Whole other website, whole other thing. Well, it? Yes. It's a music licensing website okay. where I've taken the like 30 years of music I've been writing and recording and put it on a website available uh, available for people to download and license the music to use in whatever products or projects oh. that they want. Oh, yeah. okay. I need to know about that. Yeah. What is it called? It's well, it, that's it's, the thing is it's not finished. Not okay. finished yet. Okay. No it's, so yeah. it's like it's it's a huge work in progress because it's okay. like it's weeding through years and years of yeah. music. Okay. Yeah, because I've scored like three um feature length films. Oh. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. And uh, I I did some music for Shark Week in 2016 that really? never ended up on Shark Week. But it ended up in other shows it on ended up on uh, oh, magazine investigates and checking the ASCAP thing one day and like there it is on three different episodes they use the same track and I'm like wow residuals sure would be sweet to have a lot more of this <laughs> that's yeah. Cool. yeah 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 if I heard the track and it was like here you wrote this I'd be like I don't remember doing that because it's not even like music it's like it's like uh almost sound effects. Like very intense, like drums and uh, cellos and okay. just music to for sharks to attack to. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Music to attack to. Yeah, we have a bad Yeah. Thanks for being on. Thanks for having us. Thank you both so much. Thank you. Thanks for having us. It was very fun. It's not painful.